Hello, welcome back to Spectacular Slovakia. I'm Peter Dohopolec. This is the podcast where we talk about amazing places in this little big country, but also about its culture and food. Today's podcast is with Grace Prokit, who you may know if you've already listened to last week's episode. Kind of goes through the history of ceramics in Moldra, um, in Slovakia as well, but definitely in Moldra, and kind of why they do the certain techniques they do, why there's different types of colors they use and things like that. Um, and it kind of breaks it down for you, which is really interesting. As Grace mentioned, we will be chatting about the small but picturesque town of Modra in a minute. You may say, what to do there? It's small and there's nothing. In all fairness, I said to myself the same thing. However, as soon as I arrived in Modra for the first time, I fell in love with its unique vibe. You want to know why? All right then, here's the show. Welcome back, Grace. Thanks for having me. Um, we're going to be talking about Modra because you teach English in the town. So can you tell us something uh, about the town? Basic information. Yeah, basic information. So if you were to just Google Moldra, right, which is what I did before I came, um, three things really pop up. You have the ceramics, which it's known for, um, the vineyards. So it's a wine town, very much known for that. And then the schools there are pretty unique as well. So being a teacher at the gymnasium was a really big opportunity for me. So I was really excited to go and kind of figure out the whole town and everything. And do you know what Modra means? Blue, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, blue, blue, blue. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to talk about why it's called blue, or okay. at least why I think it's called blue, and it's related to the pottery. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, but what we can, like, if you were to describe the town by three, I don't know, adjectives, what would you say? Um, first adjective, definitely friendly. The Slovaks in Moldra, super friendly, which right. is great, um, especially because I'm American and I smile a lot. Everyone's very friendly <laughs> to me, which is great. Um, another thing I would say is probably hardworking. A lot of um, small businesses are in Moldra, and they've, especially in the square, have really started to grow. And so they really do work hard. Um, last thing I would say, probably beautiful. I would just say like small. <laughs> And really quiet. <laughs> okay. And I would say there's nothing to do. <laughs> But I've been there like three times and I um, I can now say that I was wrong. There's so much to do. So we're gonna uh, talk about Modra. Uh, we've already mentioned that it's a, it's located in a winemaking region. So mm -hmm. uh, maybe you did not know it used to be a royal town. Really? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> I don't know much about that, actually. <laughs> I just wanted to point it out. It used to be a okay. royal town. Um, okay. But there, we had like a couple of royal towns in the country, so Modra was one of them. And also, we did not say that, but Modra is really close to Bratislava, where the international community lives. So if listeners would like to go there, you live there so you can tell how much time you spend traveling to Bratislava if you if you travel there. Yeah, um, by bus normally. Um, it takes about 45 minutes, so not too bad at all. And the buses are pretty regularly, so every 20 minutes. Um, and it goes through Peasant Oak, through um, Stravejur. Svetijur. Thank mm -hmm. you, Svetijur. <laughs> not yeah. close. And then to Bratislava, so not bad at all. Um, if you go by train, you can go bus to Peasant Oak, and then from Peasant Oak, take the train to Bratislava. So not bad. There's a song by the group called Elan, and it's a really popular song. And it mentions the train that, like, the song is about basically a guy, and he thinks that he wants to take his imaginary girl or girlfriend to Modra, but, like, on a trip, but on the train. 
However, there's no train station, so <laughs> you'd have to go to Pezinok first yeah, and then yeah. get to Maltra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He omitted exactly. this part, like mm. go pe- go to Pezinok <laughs> and then and stick then a quick. <laughs> exactly. Oh, anyway, so uh, I, I I live in Trnava, and I can say that uh, by train it's much faster than by bus. Although, if you take a train, you need to change in Pezinok, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, let's move on. When you enter the town. The first thing you see, it's the welcome sign, and it says, "Welcome to the city of Ludovic Sturm." So uh, you've been there like for a couple of months, mm-hmm. and you've heard definitely about him. Yes, very so, important uh, Slovak. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you know anything about him? I know that he helped create the Slovak language. That's right. Yes. So you already know more than <laughs> Slovaks. He's the reason cool. I can't speak Slovak very well, <laughs> so I know him for this, yes. You know, even the Slovaks struggle, so <laughs> you do not have to feel lonely in this. <laughs> so yeah, Stur was uh, a codifier of the Slovak literal language in 1843. He was also a journalist and he was a writer. Yeah, he did a lot of things. I don't know how he managed to do that. Because <laughs> I'm, str- I'm struggling with my time. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he was not born in Modra, but he moved to Modra in, I think, 1851. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was when his uh, brother died. And you teach at, at a high school, right? Yes. That's correct. a school uh, named after his brother. Yes. What is his name? Um, Carl Stur. <laughs> yeah, Carl Stur. <laughs> yeah, so Carl was his older brother, and mm-hmm. uh, Stur, Ludovic Stur, he really looked up to his uh, brother. And so that's why he moved to Modra, because when Karol died, uh, he wanted to help out his, uh, like, Karol's family, because mm-hmm. uh, they were struggling at the time. So, and, like, we should also mention how he died, because it's an interesting story. But I think so. We, but, we, but before that, <laughs> we should also say that uh, he established the Slovak uh, national paper, mm-hmm. uh, and it was the first political newspaper in the country. That's why he is also an important uh, personality in the history of the country. And also he lived in the times when Slovakia did not exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know something about the history or like... Like the Czechoslovakia versus the Slovakia or... Even before that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because before Czechoslovakia there used to be like the Kingdom of Hungary, uh, which uh, Slovaks were part of. And the relations were really difficult cuz mm-hmm. it was a it was a country made up of different nations and like the hungarians they made up like 40% of the population but they wanted to have like more influence mm-hmm. which the other nations did not like and so like in the middle of the 19th century there was like a, but not just in the kingdom of hungary but uh, in europe in general like 1844 that was like a revolutionary year uh, and also stur uh, began to organize uh, like a sort of a revolution or an uprising. It did not work out well in the end, but there were some efforts. And uh, he was one of those people who basically wrote requirements of the Slovak nation, which was a document in which they mentioned that they want to have their own language, they want to have equal rights. Um, so he was um, really a forefront for democracy, really, for Slovakia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, so that's Ludovic Tur. He's really important, and that's why uh, we've got a lot of things named after him. Yes. Even in Modra, uh, not the high school, <laughs> but yeah. So we've got yeah. the welcome sign. Mm-hmm. What else? Like the main street. Main street is named after him. Yes. Um, there's a museum actually yeah. named after him. Which is in commemoration of him, so you can go kind of figure out some of the history of him. Um, if you're really into it, there's some of his hair there as well. Maybe a bone fragment right. here or there. I know. <laughs> That's weird. So a little, little different. But <laughs> you get really personal with it. You them. would not. Yeah, you would not expect that. Then <laughs> exactly. A bone fragment. There That's you what you go. can find there. Exactly. And like the museum is really close. Uh, like. It's Yeah, it's on the main road. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, when you take a bus, you get off on the main road, and that's where the museum is. So it's really close. Yes. And we also we can say that across the street, uh, you can find his house, like Stur's house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what's there. Is there anything? I don't think. I think it's just like a plaque, really. Like, here's his house. <laughs> you know, nothing. <laughs> and too everything big. you can find in the museum. Yes. We can also say that uh, when you uh, when you visit the museum, you can find boards uh, in English. So mm-hmm. uh, even if there's no guide giving a tour in English, you can still learn a lot about his life. Exactly. So we've got the road, we've got mm-hmm. the museum, mm-hmm. uh, we've got the primary school named after yes, him. There is primary school. Um, there's also in the cemetery is where he's buried. Mm-hmm. So in Moldra. So there's um, some memorials there as well. So yeah, very, very right. influential. Yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to think of other things. Oh, the culture house. The culture house, the of culture course. House. <laughs> of course. Well, I, I would expect more, but <laughs> it's a small castle. It's like the spirit of Stur is just there. <laughs> it's very spiritual. Yeah. So, like, but let's move on to like, let's go away from Stur and okay. let's discover something else. So, if you end up in Modra, you get up on the main road. Uh, we've already mentioned the museum, but there mm-hmm. are some other museums. Yes, there are. One of my favorites <laughs> would be um, the ceramics museum, actually. So it's yeah. right off the main square. Yeah. So everything in Moldova is. Oh, a... it's not a square. Oh, Let's I think honest. it's a square. Honestly, <laughs> it's just a road. There's no pedestrian zone, no square. I think, however your imagination puts it, <laughs> there is a very lovely um, statue of Ludwig Stur. Oh, we forgot about that one. It's perfect and it's beautiful. And his three best friends are there with him. It's just very lovely. So I think that's the square part of the. And I should also say that it reminds me of the Statue of Liberty. I told you about yes, that. Yes, yes. Because the way he stands there, it just yeah, it really resembles the Statue of Liberty in America. So it's worth visiting. Like, yes. Go check it out. Very majestic, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, very but, majestic. So, but you visited the museum. Yeah. Um, ceramics. So. Yeah. Is it a lovely museum? It is very lovely. It's very um, informational. So, and they do have some things in English as well, which is really helpful. Um, and it kind of goes through the history of ceramics in Moldra, mm-hmm. um, in Slovakia as well, but definitely in Moldra, and kind of why they do the certain techniques they do, why there's different types of colors they use, and things like that. Um, and it kind of breaks it down for you, which is really interesting. So, and it was very nice. And the owners are very, very lovely people as well. There's also an art gallery. Yes. Uh, and it's named after Ignaz Bismayer, and he was a ceramic artist. Yes, yes. And he still lives in Modra. He's got his own workshop in the neighborhood of Harmonia. Also next to the art gallery, there are like city walls. Yeah. 
and well preserved, I must say. Like it used in the past, it used to have like more than two thousand meters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now it's a bit less, but still well preserved. And so you can find it next to the art gallery, but also next to where the where the school is, the vineyard school. Yes, exactly, right there. And so, it kind of yeah. runs along the yeah, school. Yeah, 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 it's beautiful. And so when you pass the the city walls, there, like you can see also the vineyards, because everywhere around Mondrian, you can see. Nothing else, just really yards. <laughs> Which makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, beautiful. Yeah, and I don't want to say that we, it makes you like... Drink, want to drink <laughs> wine, but... Drink wine. <laughs> but it's a really, like, when you when you end up in Modena, it's a really nice walk. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a must. If, you, if you're there, just go for a walk. Definitely. Like, it's a small town and there's a lot to do in the center, probably, but I think uh, walking around mm-hmm. the town, like, um, in the vineyards, it's, it's a beautiful thing to do oh for sure and it's very easy to do as well they're not crazy hard hikes so if you're not really into hiking it's okay because we can can say that it's like it's located near the like small carpathians Mm -hmm, exactly and what else we can see like in the city center um so there's churches yeah i would say there's three main churches that you see especially when you drive in you kind of see the steeples of the church Mm -hmm. right away um there's one catholic and then two lutheran one yeah. German Lutheran, yeah. one Slovak Lutheran. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tell and... the story. Okay. So one of the stories that I find really interesting, actually, is with the Slovak Lutheran Church during World War II, um, they actually housed and kept safe some Jewish orphans. And so when the Nazis came through and kind of collected um, Jewish people and things like this, they were able to hide them and they saved hundreds and hundreds of lives, which I think is really amazing. Yeah, so definitely. It, yeah. I didn't know about this one, too. Yeah. It, like when I first heard it, I started tearing up, of course. <laughs> but no, I think it's really beautiful. And so if you go into the church, if you go up um, by the organ, they have pictures of some of the children. And there's actually one woman, she came back, I want to say, 10, 15 years ago. So she was pretty elderly after World War II. And she had been one of the orphans they had saved. Mm -hmm. And she was just so grateful and so happy and donated some things to the church. So it's amazing, kind of the full circle of it, for sure. Yeah, and also, like, the church in the square. (laughs) (laughs) The lovely square. Uh, The lovely square. (laughs) Uh, You can also walk up the, the tower. Yes. But the thing is, I wanted to do that. Yeah. But obviously... The, the tourist information center was closed but what i learned is that if you want to walk up the city tower or the mm-hmm. tower of the church you need to tell them in advance so that yes you can get up there eventually yeah. so that's a good thing to know and yeah let's like let's talk about the ceramics i, I would say because yeah that's apart from vineyards and wine uh <laughs> ceramics and pottery that's what modra is actually famous for mm-hmm. so um, I've never been to the workshop, but I I visited the shop, mm-hmm. and you also visited the shop. So, yes. what did you see inside? There's um, a bunch of stuff actually, much more um, than I thought there would be. You walk in, <laughs> so there's actually two major shops in Muldra, um, but the one right located in the square, um, they have a lot of different things. They have bowls, cups, plates. Kind of all the normal ceramic things you would think of, right? 
um, and all the different patterns that they have. So they originally um, started with this blue pattern. So mm-hmm. Moldera blue, of course. Yeah. Um, we'll get yeah. And so they kind of started with that, and then over the years developed more colors, different patterns. So there's some of that as well, kind of like brighter yellows, brighter greens, things like that. Um, so they have those in the stereotypical like ceramics, which you would think. They also have started to come out with more of like a jewelry line, which I really mm-hmm, like. Okay. I have a ring that I'm very Ooh. proud of. Yes, yes. So um, if that's something people are interested in for gifts, especially mm-hmm. for, you know, a girlfriend, a wife, something like that, it's very beautiful and it kind of has this um, historical significance too, which is really cool. Um, they also have like t-shirts and little things like that. So it's really... They have something for everyone there, for sure. I don't know if we mentioned that, but like there are four different embellishments. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So you mentioned already the blue one, the most famous one. Mm-hmm. But also there's the green one, colorful yeah. one. I don't know how to like translate a... it, but like, I would say it would be like colorful one because it uh, uses like the red color, mm-hmm. yellow, blue, green, brown, mm-hmm. and purple. Exactly. And then the fourth one, it's uh, called Habanski embellishment which is basically all the colors apart from the red one. I think it's an interesting thing to know. <laughs> and also what they picture, it's mostly like uh, flower buds mm-hmm. and roses. Yeah, definitely um, more like floral aspects, definitely um, more of like a feminine kind yeah. of look, which is beautiful. And it's called Slovenska Lodova Majolika. Yes. Like, do you know what Majolika is? No. No. <laughs> Because I've Googled it. And it's also the same word uh, in English, like Majolica. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Basically, you just uh, paint like pots uh, with different colors, but on the white background. Okay. So that's why when you enter the shop, you see everything is like white. Yes. But then all those flowers are in different colors. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. And it comes from Italy, actually. It's not from Slovakia, but like Majolica, it originates in Italy. It is a struggle to make pottery right now. Like in the past, there were like, I think, more than 50 pottery Mm -hmm. makers. Mm -hmm. Um, But now it's uh, it's a struggle. At least that's what the guy in the shop told me. Um, I've heard this though. I've heard that it's be, like it's an art like that's being lost. I don't. I've not heard of a school. There used to be one, I think, okay. but it's kind of like they have a very specific way of making the pottery, and people aren't learning it fast enough, and so mm-hmm. they're kind of losing this art of making this beautiful pottery. So they're trying to figure that out. I hope more people know how to do <laughs> it because I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Slovenska Lodova Majolika, it's mm-hmm. also listed like there's a register of intangible cultural heritage of Slovakia. So this one is listed. If you would like, like if you or like listeners would like mm-hmm. to try to make some pottery, they can. Because the, the workshop near the cemetery and the fish pond, it organizes also workshops for visitors. But I think a limit is like five people, at least five people need mm-hmm. to get together uh, to be able to like have this workshop yeah, open, yeah, yeah. So maybe we could go. I was gonna say we should yeah. grab some people and go. Yeah, that some other, so fun. Some other Fulbright students. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. I would love it. So that's the city center. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about hiking now. Okay. I know that you are not like a big <laughs> fan of hiking. I like walks. You could I walk. think walks are great. And like Modra is really suitable for it that. It is. It really is. We already said that. Yes. There are no mountains. Yeah. Basically, one of the easiest walks, it's called Sturzbench. Mm-hmm. And it's really close to the city center. It takes maybe like 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. to walk up there. So you should go there. You should go there. Like, as I said uh, to you before recording the podcast, there's no bench. 
I mean, we can say there was one in the exactly. 50s. Yes. Um, but somehow it got destroyed. And then it was replaced with another monument dedicated to Ludovic Dur. But it contained like sort of a blanket or a coat made of bronze. And as we know, in the country, when you see the bronze, <laughs> just take it and steal it. <laughs> Maybe so, <laughs> the smartest idea to make it from bronze, but it was a good thought. Yeah, so now, for years, there was nothing. Like, it's called still Sturz Bench, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, nothing there. But as I learned from the from the people at the information center, they are trying to uh, recreate another monument, obviously, without the bronze this time. <laughs> Learning from the mistakes, <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. of course. Well, good. So, Sturz Bench... Definitely, it's mm-hmm. worth visiting, and also maybe Velka Homola, which takes like I think two hours, about mm-hmm. two hours to get up there, and it's the lookout tower. Yes, yes. So maybe it's not for you. <laughs> I don't want to underestimate you, but I mean, um, I could probably do it if I got my mind right into the um, idea of this. But no, that's one of the most popular places people go when they go to Moldra, um, and it's supposed to be an absolutely beautiful hike. So. True, like I've been there, I was like two years ago, mm-hmm. and at the time there was like the old lookout tower, mm-hmm. now it's been like renovated and opened at the end of 2018. Oh, perfect. So since then I've, I haven't been there, but maybe it just makes you feel more safe. Yeah. Because uh, uh, two years ago when I like walked up the tower, mm-hmm. it was really shaky, because it was oh, made no. of, it was made of like it's 700 meters high. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was made of wood. Oh. And it's like in this region, because there are no mountains, it's really mm-hmm. windy. Exactly. So I walked up the tower and it was like, <gasps> and everyone was like shaking. And I was like, wow, cool. <laughs> this is so uh, fun. Some people may find it really scary. So mm-hmm. I think this time yeah. uh, it's safer. That's and always nice. Yeah. So definitely that's a, that's a thing to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but sure. also there are other like hiking trails and some amazing landmarks to see as well. So mm-hmm. if, if dear listeners, you would like to go for a hike, just stop by uh, in the information center and ask for some more information or just Google them. We can also mention the, the app. Yes, yes, they have the app. Yeah, That's supposed to be very great. Oh, here it is. Um, and we've, they, got, we've got yeah, a leaflet, the, we must the say. The beautiful pamphlet, <laughs> of course. Um, no, exactly. And it's this app that is actually in English as well, which yeah, is yeah. perfect. I've already installed it. I don't have need it you? in English. But... Well, <laughs> that's great. But no, you can kind of, it gives you the rundown of Moldra. It kind of gives you the best hiking trails, the best places to go. Um, gives you like a top 20 of things to do, shows you maybe the different wines that you can have, the different restaurants, places to go. It's a really great app for sure. Very user-friendly. Perfect. Oh, you have it pulled up? Oh my gosh. See, it's in English, right? Yeah, it is in English. I can read it. It's perfect. Yeah, so it really breaks everything down. And it's called, the app's called... Malikarpati, Malikarpati. a travel guide. Perfect. But also, when you are tired and when you return from those hikes... Uh, you can end up in restaurants. Yes. And this is not what I'm familiar with, but you live there, so you can tell us more about restaurants, like which one is the best. Yes. Well, I do love food, probably more than hiking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, they have a lot of different options in Moldra, which I really love. Um, right in the square, there's a bunch. There's one restaurant, 6-9, which is great. 
um, Club MKM mm-hmm. is very good. It's also a hotel as well. So if you want to stay over, and they have very good food as well <laughs> right there. Um, there's also a bunch of cafes right around there, which I love to go to um, just to kind of relax or maybe do some work. They're very user friendly. One is Cafe Modor. So right. That one is actually really popular because yeah. it's on the main road mm-hmm. or the square. Um, and it's really like every time I was there, like not in not in the cafe, mm-hmm. but like in the town, and I was waiting for the bus. Uh, I've seen like every time just a bunch of people, like no one else, like in other places, mm-hmm. there was no one just cars, but in that particular cafe, crowded. It is very much, but for a good reason. They have excellent coffee very good <laughs> coffee and um they also have really good mojitos as well Ooh, so if you're looking okay. for a mojito very good there um and they're actually pretty new the owner was telling me she and her partner ended up opening it i want to say two or three years ago so it's pretty new and it's incredibly popular so very good i would definitely go there do you have in Madrid like a restaurant with traditional slovak food as well Yeah, there's a couple. Um, one of them is Hotel Sebastian. So it's right off the main road. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like all the traditional Slovak foods. So you know, the halushki, the prohi, um, anything kind of you want, which is really good. I was actually there last night and it was Ooh, delicious. Yes, okay. yes. Um, but yeah, and they have a really um, wide selection as well of food. So they go from anywhere, traditional Slovak food, all the way to pizza. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> any type of food you want, they probably have, which is really helpful. Well, I can think of the also the farm like the family farm mm-hmm. it's called Podgastanko yes and have you been there um i've not actually heard? but i um know the family that owns it and they're oh cool so incredible so uh i did not know about the farm but when i visited modra and i wanted to see Sturz bench mm-hmm. somehow <laughs> i always managed to lose myself and like get lost <laughs> everywhere and this time i got lost so i did not end up like seeing Sturz Bench, <laughs> but instead I ended up in front of this farm. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, it was closed, mm-hmm. but they opened, I think, April 13th. Yes, yes. So we can, like, obviously there's a mini zoo for children. You can taste their, like, traditional food. Mm-hmm. There, There's, like, a garden full of herbs. Mm-hmm. If some listeners have kids, I think it's a good way of spending also like their free time it's not far away no yeah it's great it's, it's really close and yeah you can walk there or you can take a car and get there as well for sure anything else i would just say really i think everyone in slovakia should go to moldra at least once in their life um whether that's for going with your family like you were saying you can go to the petting zoo they have a bunch of different activities for kids over the weekend or going with your significant other for a romantic you know wine getaway like the song was saying <laughs> but no really it's just i mean i've lived there for about seven months now i think and it's every day there's something different that i can do there's something beautiful to see and it's really just the community aspect of it So you're the only American me. there. I am the only American there. So yes. Everyone knows you. Everyone knows you. It is very beneficial when I go to a cafe or I go somewhere they like know my order, which is really nice. Hello, Grace. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, here's the American." You know, "Hi." But no, it's perfect. It is. And everyone's just really helpful and very friendly, which is great, especially being the only American having that kind of community aspect has been wonderful. 
Thank you, Amazing Grace, for your experiences. It's always lovely talking to you. Also, dear listeners, we owe you one more story, and that is how Stur died. When Stur went on hunting in the woods, at one point he was jumping over a ditch. But as he jumped, he slipped as it was December, and his gun swinging over his shoulder far short in his leg. Stur died three weeks after. So that's the story. Next week we'll be talking about another place in another part of Slovakia. Until then, please rate, review and subscribe to Spectacular Slovakia. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud and iTunes. You can listen to any of the episodes at the Slovak Spectator website as well. If you'd like to find out more about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy your Spectacular Slovakia travel guides. Thanks, Grace, and thank you, amazing people, for listening. I'll see you soon.